0: the top so my name is sounds not straight as in gee that doesn't sound straight at all and then here is my co-host as always my partner in crime and close friend hi I'm Luna
1: Romy. you can call me
0: Luna and we're gonna go over nerdy geeky topics in various forms we're also gonna start off though um uh, we're gonna kind of Briefly touch some current events and kind of make some statements as well as kind of like stances as far as like individual communities and this podcast's personal goal. Um, And I'll start off and we're not going to be super detailed about it but we're just going to be here's what we are and here's how we feel about it and go from there. But I personally, especially in my personal community on Twitch, as well as like anything that I interact with on Twitter or any other form of social media, feel that if you have any form of bigotry, um, of any flavor, racism, homophobia, transphobia, um, you will not be tolerated in my presence or within my circle of communication. And we do not go over that over here on the podcast as well. If you have any form of history of, like, any of these behaviors and you have not tried to actively rectify them, then you will also not be tolerated within my personal communities.
1: Yep, and same goes for me. Um, I am a very, very strong believer that no matter what your preferences are, um, no matter what your skin color is, where you're from, all of that doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you are a human being. And every single one of each of us just wants to be loved and appreciated.
0: Thank you. And I think that's something, it's kind of it like, a lot of people are like, well, that's basic human decency. This is true. But these things are need to be said because it's starting to get to the point where people feel like just because you don't make a stance means that you support one way or another. And I'd rather just be up in front, out the gate with it, than not mm-hmm. feel like we harbor any of these kind of people that feel like negative behavior is tolerated.
1: Yeah, no. Completely.
0: I agree. 100%. But that's all we're going to say about that. And now we're going to go jump into... Let's talk about trash. Speaking of trash, let's talk about more about trash. Luna, you were playing Sims Eco. I didn't touch it. But... Uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I need to say more. <laughs> no, um. So uh, Sims Eco. Okay, I when they first announced it, I was already like very. Mm, I don't know about this, um, because it just feels like something that they have been trying to kind of do for a while, but they haven't really gone all out with it, and now they're like, well, you know. Now we're finally going to tie it all together with this pack. It just feels like, I don't know, we've had, like, I think there was um, Tiny Living before, and then there was also um, Island Life, or Island Life, I don't remember the exact name, but, you know, the Mermaid one. Yeah. (laughs) That one was quite a while ago, and that was the first time we were introduced to this um, off-the-grid lifestyle in Sims, which was really cool, except straight away... Many people tried it, and many people had the same exact complaint. There's not enough items to really go off the grid. And then, you know, after a while, after university came out, they finally came out with um, Tiny Living, which brought out some much-needed things for um, off the grid and not a lot of space and all of that, you know, Tiny Living. it's, It's in the name. And now they finally bring out Eco Lifestyle which in my opinion should be completely tied in with off the grid because eco lifestyle finally brings in all those items that you really need to live off the grid like you have um a water kind of thing that picks up the condensation in the air and gives the house water you've got solar panels you've got uh the little fanny thingies to give you power as well you know you've got all these um items now that you can create power with and basically have a normal lifestyle in your house without needing the actual like without having to be on the grid. And um, I think it's just such a sad cop-out and almost like a cry for making more money for them to have split something like this up into three packs, essentially.
0: And from uh, as someone who's only experienced it as fringe content it it really felt like okay this is really cute but is this worth like a whole pack is this worth like what it's trying to be and i felt like i was like okay this is kind of cool for some niche gameplay and some like refresh on stuff but they could have just made it like incorporated it into a bigger picture like a and, and it felt just like an overpriced Stuff pack, basically
1: 100% overpriced stuff packs And that's exactly it. the stuff They bring out in Equalizer, Like the hair styles, the furniture, all of that It's really, it they've got a really good Selection there, like I'll give them that But that's something you expect from a stuff pack Not from an expansion pack mm-hmm. And As far as actual Gameplay content goes Um There's not much there to do. Like, literally, the the new world that they brought out, um, Evergreen Harbor, there's three little neighborhoods in Evergreen Harbor. Um, One of them is on neutral, one of them is green, and one of them is, like, the smog towns where all the dirty stuff is, you know? And literally, you can go live in a smog town, and just by living in there for, like, a day, you'll have turned that place to neutral. Like, there is no... Impending doom or threat or something that you will be causing a lot of pollution in the game None whatsoever and as far as bringing in the neighborhood changes, although some of the results look cool As far as bringing them you literally go um, Vote on a voting pool and you say hey, I want to encourage neighborhood to do more recycling So don't do more recycling. Hey, I want to encourage neighborhood to be more green You know, and some of them will have visual changes and will actually tell you if there's a visual change to it. And if it is one with a visual change, if the vote goes through, you will literally just see a pop-up window. And then the pop-up window goes, you know, as it does. And boom, everything's changed. You don't see your sim actually going around the world and collecting trash or actually working actively towards this this goal that the neighborhood set up it's just a pop-up window and that's that it's just a poll you know you don't even have to go to the to the poll stand you can literally just click on your mailbox it's ridiculous
0: wow so not only does it have like immersion for it it's just copped out and a lot of games that have been coming out with either DLCs in the last few months, we're gonna touch this on when we talk about Pokemon, though, Mm -hmm. have really felt like they've been trimming the corners and using really bad in-game excuses for it when it's just been pure, like, I don't know if it's crunch culture, which is toxic in itself, or just laziness. And in the case of EA, with the amount of money that they have as a company, they should be allowing The Sims more time to get these more polished uh and
1: i honestly you just said if it's time crunch or laziness i honestly think it's more the i don't think it's development team i don't think the people who actually work on developing the game the people Mm -hmm. who actually actively work on creating everything are like hey let's just cut a corner here and let's just cut a corner here you know i definitely think it's more the the big dad behind everything going like i want more money do this yep. faster, split this up, I don't care, cut corners, bring this out in the next expansion, you know, yep. I, I definitely feel that, but it's coming to a point where if you would have asked me a year ago, hey Luna, so when Sims 5 comes out, do you think you're going to buy it? I would have said 100% yes, but ask me now, I'll go now, because like I, I might buy the initial one just to see what it's like, but Sims 5, we're going to start out again with having absolutely nothing. We finally have university. We finally have so many things that we should have had a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And once the new thing comes out, we're going to be left with nothing again.
0: Yep. And it's like one of those things where it's like, this would be when I would play and put money into it for like game of the year packs. And once again, it's been like, what, three years, four years since it came out. And, and that's the it's way. It's
1: been like five years now, I
0: think. Yeah and look look at like all the other EA games that have done like game of the year editions that have been like 3 plus 5 years plus that have been worth paying for um like EA recently came back to steam which has a lot of effect on this they're going to get some more cash flow which is cool but at the same time it's like these games are how old and 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 EA's doing some interesting things with working with steam again because now your EA Pass applies in the Steam. So if you have like the EA subscription thing, you can use it with your Steam, which I asked,
1: is- I didn't know that.
0: That's really interesting. But you can go right now, all their games are like on super dirt cheap, all Command and Conquer games, like all of the Mass Effect, uh, Dragon Age games, dirt cheap we're talking 50 60 70 percent off for some of these games even the sims games are now dirt cheap on the steam front store and that's because they're going to be pulling the plug on origin they know they haven't been doing well with their sales and they feeling the, the pinch so they're going to try to put their eggs back into steam which has a bigger net and maybe this might change the the way that they handle their business in the future because they'll be getting more cash flow, and not have to make these nickel-dime packs.
1: I mean, let's face it, Origin was always a bit of a joke. I don't know, it just- there was always such a big disconnect, and- and It was- um, yeah. You can't just gift people- um, a a big thing on Steam as well is like, sometimes we'd like to gift their friends games for their birthdays, right? Mm -hmm. But you weren't able to do that um, if- you were um, sorry, Quenza was just distracting with something. Um, you weren't able to send a friend a gift if you weren't in the same region.
0: Mm, and that yep. was
1: just like really? That's that's so that's so Ugh. Like what the heck?
0: But yeah. It's so
1: weird. I think you should be able if they're if they're fully going to um uh, transferred to Steam officially. I I definitely think you should be able to get the games that you've gotten on Origin back on Steam.
0: Right, because like I bought Dragon Age, um, Inquisition, but my DA one and two I bought on Steam and then they mm-hmm. disappeared. So I should get those back because I bought them on Steam and then they took everything off definitely. Steam and I lost them. So everything's all hublubby. But that's the issue with buying key licenses and not buying physical copies and that's a whole nother rabbit hole we can jump into um at a later time because i don't have the decorum or qualm to do it
1: i would go on a massive rant if we go into that (laughs) yeah
0: yeah it's uh yeah it's it's why you should probably
1: it's a thing
0: (laughs) you should definitely uh if you like something and it's a single player game you should probably buy the disc or you should either buy it on Humble Bundle which keeps your key- keys forever or itch.io which keeps your keys forever because um, you know, corporations can be like well, you don't actually own it anymore and we have no way to prove it because we deleted it. <laughs> but, you know. So, so, Sims Eco, is that a big giant pile of trash or was it worth at least two days worth of gameplay? I
1: honestly had more fun with Exploring the preview. I mean, I loved exploring the world. then. I always like exploring worlds. That's my thing. Mm. Um, but I wouldn't go recommend it. Like, unless it's like fifty percent off, at least
0: no. <laughs> don't so fine. So for a full price, you don't think so. But in terms of like, let's not think of money though. Let's think about what it's brought to the Sims gaming experience. Is it unique enough? And is it interesting enough? Or is it just something, I'll do this for a playthrough and not return to it? Because it's just not Sims enough.
1: Okay, playthrough-wise, I think it could be really interesting if you do a Rax to Riches kind of thing. Because um, there's now, you know, you can... But this is if you have Island Living, Tiny Living, and, and Eco Lifestyle. If you have those three, you can do a really, really cool um racks to riches where you know for the first time you're just living on the street because you can now you can go through the trash you can look for food you can look for items um you can make furniture now which is a pretty cool thing um and in terms of all those things it's a cool pack. but if you're just gonna go in for a casual let's go play some sims let's go make my family move to an, in a house I don't see the big interest in it. And apart from that, like the furniture that you can craft, um, everybody who plays Sims, I'm sorry, 90% of people who play Sims use cheats and Sims. It's just, it's just the way to go. Um, <laughs> and with those cheats, you can unlock all the furniture that you can normally craft anyways. So there's literally no thing that makes you go, okay, let me work for this because this is so cool. Okay. Everything is super easily accessible. And yeah, they did. They did do one cool update, two cool updates. I don't know if these are actually pack specific or if this is a general Sims update, but we can finally. It sounds so ridiculous, but we can finally center um, windows and doors.
0: Oh my god! By half a square. <laughs> oh, by half a whole square. That's amazing.
1: If you if you hold down Alt, you can even kind of place it freely. It's 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 really cool.
0: You know what, that's actually kind of cool because like people try to do like the tiny house challenges Mm -hmm. and trying to get a window in those tiny house challenges can be really hard.
1: It's hard, yeah, definitely. And another thing they finally did is believe it or not, now when you actually put a fire alarm in your house and you have a fire, a firefighter will come over and put the fire out.
0: We haven't had something that good since Sims 2. I remember having the fire alarms in Sims 2 because my uh house cup like all my houses were just so terrible at cooking (laughs) because they were too busy okay so this household was messed up just a little side tangent
1: okay
0: he wanted to woohoo 100 people and his father wanted 100 grandchildren and i was like this is the perfect roommate setup (laughs) let's just say cooking never happened not properly it was always goopy carbonara and salad (laughs) So stuff got outside. burnt a lot. Stuff got burnt a lot. <laughs> so that's well, nice like to know it, that they have fire protections now.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know, but it's so ridiculous because firefighters, I feel like, are something that have been around Sims since the original Sims. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And yes. we've only just gotten them five years after Sims 4 came out in Sims 4. You know, like, let that sink in for a moment. Something that's always been there has only just been released. And this constant um, excuse that, oh no, we don't have cars because no open world and na 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 na. We had freaking buses come over in front of the house and disappear at the end of the street in the original Sims.
0: Yep. It if was an aesthetic.
1: Exactly. If you're telling me you can't make that happen in Sims 4, it's not because you don't have the skill to, it's because, I'm sorry, you're being lazy.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a combination of, like, this is an aesthetic, this adds life and a feel of living, it does. you know. And, I think and- that
1: when my Sims go to work, they just disappear. They just vanish. <laughs>
0: And that's why, like, I'm not too thrilled about Sims 5 uh, because it's already got like MMO tones coming into it. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, I don't want another online game because as we both know, with playing online games or games that have online updating features, it can be exhausting. Like
1: Cash Shop Ahoy.
0: Cash Shop Ahoy, but like all of the FOMO holiday stuff Mm -hmm. that you have to do. Like at least in Animal Crossing, I can time travel, and I don't feel like I'm gonna miss out on my holiday stuff, because that's whenever I want to. But like, and let's let's talk about like MMOs, like ESO, and like maybe even Destiny and WoW, where they have holiday stuff. That's in real time, and if you don't do it, you yeah, don't get it. <laughs> it's
1: true. It's true, and it can really, it can make you feel very. Um oh my gosh i have to log on i have to go do this uh and because you feels so stressed like i have to go do this you get yeah. in that super burnt out phase and it was and... super
0: burnt yep yeah, that's why people only have like one or two mmos that they do like my roommate was telling me how she was always feeling like she was exhausted like there was a time when like because she's super into like destiny and then she was playing trying to still play eso at the same time and destiny would have a holiday event Eso was having a holiday event. Apex was having a holiday event. And it's just like, you feel so torn because the FOMO for these items are so strong. You know? Mm
1: Mhm. Definitely. No, and it's just, it's that these holidays all happen at the same time. You know, they don't take their turns. They all happen at the same time. I remember I play Overwatch sometimes. Mm -hmm. And Overwatch has holidays and special events too. And I was Um, for a time I was playing, um, Guild Wars 2, which I plan on going back to, but I was playing Guild Wars 2, I was playing ESO, and I was playing Overwatch, and all of them had holidays going on, so I, my day was playing ESO on stream, um, well, ESO and Guild Wars 2, like, going between those on stream, and then after stream, spending basically the rest of the night trying to get all the things on Overwatch, and it's just... (laughs) That's all your day is. You hop from one um, M- online um, game to the next, just boom, 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 to get all yep. the things. And have so many people as well going into my chat and that are like, oh, I played this MMO, I played this MMO, this MMO. And they're just constantly telling me, yeah, um, I'm playing this right now because I need to go do this. But afterwards, I'm, I'm going to hop on ESO so I can do that, those dailies. And then after ESO, I have to go on there to do those dailies. I'm like, how? How do you do this to not get burnt out?
0: Exactly. And it's just like... And then on top of the normal gaming FOMO, you have, like, the real-life stress coming, like, mm-hmm. you know, going to parties, decorating the house. Like, I almost didn't even decorate for Christmas. So, like, the very last, like, few weeks of the holiday, and that shit stayed up for, like, a hot minute. Like, we went... Like normally, I'm like, okay, Epiphany, everything's down. It was like maybe like the weekend after Epiphany, so like the king cake is already stale, and you know you're kind of like, should I keep them up for Easter and call them Easter lights? Or, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> oh my goodness, I, I lo- me, um, I would, I would totally come decorate your house for
1: Christmas. I love Christmas.
0: <laughs> Honestly, you should just come here for Christmas for the central air. But, you know, <laughs> you and Fonzie can can crash on the air mattress.
1: Perfect. <laughs> and, and because
0: it's an air mattress, it's cold. So it's instantly better than, you know, anything in the Dominican Republic.
1: Yes, it is. It's way too hot here, which I'm really sorry if um, it's picking up my fan noises. Because I have a fan literally right behind
0: me. <laughs> nope. It's all good. Uh, We gotta do what we gotta do, and that's what post-magic is for. Yay, I like (laughs) (laughs)
1: post-magic.
0: And anybody who's listening to this, the post-magic, if you got any complaints about Lunarumi trying to stay cool while she's sweating her butt off, I'm gonna kick your ass. (laughs) Because, (laughs) Because there's no central AC down there. And you in your cushy central AC or even in your car driving to work going, I don't know what she's complaining about. And your deodorant and your non-sweat pits and everything like that. You should be ashamed of yourself knowing that there are people (laughs) with no central AC living in a modern civilized society interacting with us and trying to put on this great display that they're normal and not sweating and melting into a pile of cute goo. Cute goo? Okay. And that's how I'm gonna say about it.
1: I have tears in my eyes now, thank
0: you. You're welcome. You sure it's not the sweat?
1: No, I think these are tears. I hope so. Oh my goodness. Um...
0: But yeah. So that was Sims Eco. It was trash. Now let's jump into Animal Crossing. And this game has, like I mentioned to you before it was released and you were just like, oh, that's okay.
1: <laughs>
0: and then it is just swept a storm. um, uh, A perfect storm between the pandemic and the Switch just being ripe for sales.
1: <laughs> everyone was playing it. I'm not even kidding. Like, it doesn't matter who you were. It doesn't matter if you were actually into games or not. Like, everybody was buying a Switch and buying Animal Crossing.
0: Listen, Fashion Week was literally done in Animal Crossing this year because of the pandemic. i talking. actually? Yes, I'm talking like Versace oh and shit like that. Did designs and you could get their QR codes and have like official designed outfits done by these high-end fashion designers for yourself and like people in sports teams used it for announcements and did fake sports games with everybody getting together on islands playing games and stuff like that and it was just insane like and wendy's has been streaming content creators playing it and logitech has been displaying content creators playing it as well with their new capture card as a promo but as well as a way to display prominent people of color, and LGBT street community creators, basically. So everyone's playing this game. We, we're we talking, like, everyone. Your grandma, your, your neighbor, people who don't play it's games. Crazy. Just like you say it's insane. And this game is so wholesome. And it is honestly the perfect Animal Crossing to get into. It is not as grindy as any other Animal Crossing I've ever played. It is the right level of work to reward effort. It may lack some of the classic features, but honestly, they're coming. Just chill. Enjoy what you have. Stop time <laughs> traveling every five seconds and enjoy the now. Drink your cup of Are coffee and like me it. out right now? I feel <laughs> called out
1: right
0: now. Honestly, I don't care. I've been time traveling this month just because... Uh, I, well, I've been past traveling. I set my, my switch to June 1st and I've been catching up on the last 23 days I've been missing on. But... Because <laughs> between the move... And my personal shit going on and everything like that. I have not had enough time to really invest into my island. Unless I think the gnomes are taking over it. So that's another issue.
1: <laughs> I haven't, I mean, I haven't played Animal Crossing probably in a while. I, I don't know why. It's not even that I don't want to. It's just, honestly, my days have just been like slipping through my, my fingers. Like one one moment I'm waking up. Then I'm setting things up for like a stream or YouTube or something, you know, and next moment it's stream time. And then I stream for like 12 hours because that's apparently my new norm right now. <laughs> and then it, I go to bed and then rinse and repeat.
0: <laughs> it's almost as if it's a pandemic and we're all really stressed and we're just doing what we can do to get by or something.
1: Yeah, right. That, that, yeah. <laughs>
0: i'm just saying i'm just saying i honestly anybody who's content creating right now in any form kudos to you right now this is what people want there's different ways to they get their comfort and the fact that we're all contributing one way or another is awesome and animal crossing has been a great comfort for some people for me it was a perfect storm of grind to get into i've deeply enjoyed it and i've loved all Everyone just coming out together and like sharing QR codes, sharing experiences, trading items. Catalog parties, oh my gosh, are like, that's like high tea now. Like people are just having just legit catalog parties with all their friends to try to get their items. Oh man, I hope, um, (laughs) well, we both know Inklings. He's super efficient at them. His catalog parties are amazing. And I hope he gets back into doing them again because you go in there And it's like 10 minutes, boom, done, you're out. And everyone brings their items. It's a nice little conga line. You switch out, you come back, you're done. And I hope he he starts doing them again. But it's a great way to... And a lot of streamers in the Animal Crossing directory are doing this. You can go there, you bring your items. Sometimes they're themed just to make them more fun and kitschy. Sometimes they're not. And then... You get some items in your catalog that you never had before. Because, you know, like sometimes and and some of them are, you know, nook miles, which means you can't buy them for your own island, but you can use them for taking pictures. And that's where people are getting really creative has been taking really crazy pictures.
1: That's true. I've seen lots of really cool pictures from Animal Crossing. How this up? Yeah. I've been obsessed with watching YouTube videos of all the Animal Crossing characters I, singing
0: the bubblegum song oh my god right like between that and like the tiktok like uh animal crossing videos or like
1: I love that. <laughs> it's so good. instead of playing animal crossing i just watch animal crossing videos
0: <laughs> yeah that that's definitely something that that has been happening but i recently got in all my dreamies in a uh scannable form so I've been slowly trying to add those back to my island because, you know, I'm just a purist and everything's a frog now. So, <laughs>
1: This but. is, for me, like finding my dreamies, everyone's talking about their dreamies. I'm just like, can I just have all of them,
0: please? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Uh, so back in the day, you used to be able to have multiple instances on your same um I DS. want that. But I don't know why they didn't do that with this um, go-around. And a lot of people were upset about it. And honestly, in my opinion, it was kind of a bad decision on their behalf to do that. Like, I understand maybe there were some complications with it in terms of wanting to be able to allow people to play together on the one Switch as a family. Like, I get that. That's cute, but
1: Come on.
0: That's really cute, but that's not what we want. We want to grind 15 islands and have no life. And Nintendo's exactly. like, why don't you have a healthy lifestyle? Here's a toothbrushing game. Here's a walking game. Stop <laughs> playing 15 islands, you fujoshi, and you otaku, and go live normal lives. Spend <laughs> more time think? grooming. And I'm like, screw you, Nintendo. You're not my dad. You don't know my life. Let me depression Olympics this game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, then had to fancy, and I was like, honey, can I... Can I play your Animal Crossing? And he just—he looked at me like the most questionable judging look ever. He was like, "Really? Okay." You wanna play another island? And
0: I'm like,
1: "Yeah."
0: So here's here's what I propose. Then, if you play on Fonzie's account, you have to do it in his style and aesthetic, because that makes it a challenge.
1: See, that's what I was thinking. I was totally—I I already have like villagers planned. <laughs> 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 Everything already planned out.
0: <laughs> edgy grumpy he villagers
1: yes, <laughs> He was, exactly, he was playing the other I'm like, okay, so you need to try and get this villager And this villager because they're both grumpy And they're totally you And this one's super cute and he loved And he was like, uh-huh, mm-hmm. can I just actually play the game? And I'm like, oh, okay Okay
0: <laughs> that, 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 was, that works too <laughs> He was just like, why don't you shut up and be in player too <laughs> <laughs> because player two has like no rights at all when you play it's hilarious and i always
1: hated being player two on like the the n64 and stuff i always wanted Mm -hmm. to make all the decisions like no that's me
0: (laughs) that's like i was uh so i've been starting to add secondary houses on my island because i like the idea of like opening different um businesses and uh, my island's a giant political parody that's a banana republic so it's very terrible um and so i'm making the dear leader's house and i've also made a condo rental and i'm gonna actually make the different rooms styled based off my friends in animal crossing and stuff like that so that's been fun trying to get but the outside is all tacky florida condo it's hilarious (laughs) But, oh my goodness!
1: I need to visit your island.
0: Uh, honestly, yes, I'll have my gates open this weekend. <laughs>
1: awesome! I know what I'm doing.
0: <laughs> but um, it's a uh, it's been a great game just to get into and sink more into it. Um, and I really appreciate the small digestible updates they've been doing. I can't wait for the coffee house to come out. That's going to bring a lot of players to come back and play. The wedding stuff has been cute, but it's not. For me, it wasn't enough to jump back into it with hard. The first time I went to
1: Harvey's Island, honestly, I was like, okay, this is cute, but I don't, I'm
0: not, no. It's not for everybody. Some people like making funny pictures. Some people like making story pictures. Some people like, Uh like I've seen some people do some cute pictures where like, it was like a slumber party with all their dreamies and stuff like that, Uh you know? So, so there's a... so it, it, it's for different types of way to express your creativity and have fun. And that's the beauty about Animal Crossing is all of these options exist mm-hmm. for you to do whatever you want. And there's no punishment to not do an aspect of the game, which I really appreciate. The only the punishment...
1: Sorry, but, go on. <laughs> no,
0: go, you go on.
1: <laughs> the thing that's making me actually want to go back to the first of this month and go to Freaking Harvey's Island every single day is because you get furniture, and I pumped oh, yes. this out a few days ago, and I need my furniture. It's like these pretty little benches with cute little roses on them and stuff. It's super cute.
0: Yeah, the, the, you can get some really cute shit out of Har- the Harvey's Island stuff. So it's definitely something worth into getting to and grinding out for. Uh, but once again, it's just a different type of grind. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited for the stuff to come. I'm still enjoying it as a game. I feel like having a break from it is healthy. And I think Nintendo expects players to have a lapse in it because of how hard everybody hit it at the beginning. And yeah. that's why the content is slowing. So I mean then,
1: I was literally playing it I think for a good few weeks nonstop. It was, really, was like
0: Yeah. It was the only thing that kept me sane with the the pandemic, and I work in healthcare, so you know that shit's stressful. Yeah, that's scary. I could, I
1: you couldn't,
0: I couldn't do anything. I couldn't stream. I couldn't do the podcast with you. All I had was enough brain energy to shower, sleep, play Animal Crossing so I don't cry, <laughs> go to work. Shower, sleep,
1: play Animal Crossing, go
0: to work. <laughs> Maybe food somewhere in between there in the shape of a pizza, but you know.
1: But I find it so interesting how playing Animal Crossing, it's like you said, it actually became a lot of people's daily routine. Mm-hmm. Like, this, this, play Animal Crossing, okay, and then do this, you know? And it's the, crazy how much it just took over the world.
0: It did, and it exploded sales, and we saw, like, this is the highest-selling Nintendo game right now, period.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and they know it, so... and. It was good that they waited as long as they did to make sure it was polished, and I hope that they continue to promote healthy gaming dev policies for them. But mm-hmm. let's look at uh, the Pokemon company and the hot trash that was called um, the Island of Armor.
1: Okay, so I haven't played through it all yet.
0: I'm gonna um... I'm gonna do a non-spoiler discussion then. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I haven't played through it all yet. I just finished, I don't even know if this is it, I'm at my, um, I'm at the last uh, trial, there's like three trials, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm at the last one. um, And I completely like, I, so the nice thing about the Armor Island is that I went back in there, the scenery looks fantastic. I love yes. the scenery, how the feel it gives you, it really f- makes you feel immersed in the world, you know? And actually, I went there and I was like, wait, hold on. Then I went back <laughs> to like the mainland, I deposited all my Pokemon, kept like one Snom, obviously.
0: Yeah.
1: And went back in and I fed Snom all my XP can and everything because it was a baby Snom that I had bred for like best stats and everything. Uh-huh. And <laughs> I got up to, like, 60, so I could actually do some damage there. And then I just caught a bunch of water Pokémon, which used to be my favorite. I caught Staryu and Starmie and Meryl, and then I evolved into Aceril. And that was super fun. I loved doing that. It really felt super immersive. Like, almost like I was telling... It inspired me to start my um, Pokémon Shield again, because I'm mm-hmm. both. Um and actually make a story for it like not just make luna but actually make a character and write kind of a story with it and, and go through that you know it, it really inspired me in that sense
0: and and, and when I it will comes
1: exp- to doing the actual stuff the missions and things that i've done so far like the trials i was mm-hmm. like and I don't know I'm like at this point with it right now I'm at the like I said the last trial and it feels like that's it
0: right there's now a- I don't
1: know if there's more but right now that yeah, feels more. like it's the end there's, there's more there's, okay good there's
0: a little There's a little bit of post game and there's a little bit of a catch-a-thon okay so here let's look at it at a monetary value you get two DLCs for 30 bucks so this was a $15 DLC one and done mm-hmm. um, my complaint and issue was with this particular dlc has been they threw in the pokemon walking feature and it's hot trash they already had the feature and let's go pikachu and it was polished and perfect and there was only slight issues with it but the issues in pokemon sword and shield island is let's say you have a pokemon out with you and you're walking around you don't see the damn Pokemon unless you turn the camera around or stop walking and they catch up with you. There's no point in having them out whatsoever because of how the cameras are angled and how the Pokemon follows you. Also, if they get stuck somewhere behind you or if you're trying to walk around and they get in front of you, they're considered an object and you can't get around them. So, it was... Ew. it It's... Where, okay, in Pokemon Let's Go, when the feature was introduced in a 3D environment on the Switch the first time, if you walked through your Pokemon, they would just bloop and then appear behind you. It was not considered an object. It was not disruptive to your movement. And you could actually see them on the screen with you. So it's like you got to enjoy them being out with you kind of like in the old games and they didn't disrupt your gameplay. In Pokemon Sword and Shield, I had my, my frost moth out first. And she just sat there. She didn't even follow me. I zoned out to a different area of the island and she sat her fat ass down and didn't even move. I zoned back in there and she was like, nah, bitch, I ain't moving. It's hot, I'm a frost moth. What are you thinking? And I'm like, okay, well, you know, whatever, whatever. (laughs) And then I brought out my melotic and she's like, I'm so massive. I'm just going to wait till you run like six feet and then I'm going to zip up behind you and then not move and then zip up behind you, then not move, then zip up behind you. And then when I had Fu out, he would just do the same thing. He would wait, zip up, wait, zip up. And I'm like, what is this movement? It's terrible.
1: (laughs) So I watched a small um, base review of um, Pokemon um, Armor Island and stuff. And I saw that. As what you were describing, but the guy who was doing the review only had big Pokemon out. So I thought it was only a thing that happened with big Pokemon, but you, you, you're you telling me this happens with no matter what size? Yes. That's ridiculous. Come on. You can do yeah. better. And You've done it before. Come on.
0: And <laughs> Kubfu had kept... Kubfu kept running around my ankles. And if I was looking for diglets around trees or something like that, he would get in front of me and then I would, he would be stuck in front of me and I would have to like back out really awkward and twist my camera around. And I'm just like, I'm just going to put you guys up because y'all being nasty. And then the, the biggest issue I have right now is so people are like, Oh, there's not enough Pokemon. It's not immersive. Now they've made it so that it's so Pokemon dense in the overworld that my Switch can't even load everything until I'm like right on top of it and then I aggro it anyways. It is way too Pokemon dense right now. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely am not having to make great time with it. Cause it's like, I'm trying to get around places. I'm trying to find these stupid Diglets. And... And I feel like I'm like... aggroing everything in it's mom. That, those are my biggest complaints. My biggest positives, however, have been cute story it's digestible i beat it in like three days and i have some good post game and it's brought back some of my favorite pokemon in the previous generations so do i regret getting it no was it worth 30 15 dollars yes i would and i feel like in a couple patches it's gonna be fine because a lot of this issue is like, patching issues
1: but it's like you said you know we have to remember that we're getting two expansions for 30 dollars in that mm-hmm. sense even if it is maybe just a small extra added little bit, it's not bad. $15 no. is, is perfectly fine for it, I think. Yeah. Um. And like I said, for me, it, it did that, like, I'm... Pokemon Sword and Shield are probably the first Pokemon in a while where I actually get lost and don't get bored with just going around the world and catching Pokemon.
0: Right? Like, I definitely have, like, an enjoying catching experience. It's the first game where I've actually done the Masuda method to grind for shinies. I've always bred for stats, but I've never pushed for the shiny plus stats. And now that I've started doing that, it's you find a rhythm, you get on your bike, and you have fun. And I have an all shiny bug team because now I'm a sweaty tryhard.
1: <laughs> I will never be that. <laughs> it's not just I'm like today I'm gonna get a shiny snom. I will
0: Honestly. never be
1: that. got
0: got the shiny snom not impressed it's just green
1: no i i know Snom was a bad example i don't like the shiny snom i think i would have much i got this custom plushie of snom a while back and it's like all pink and cute and stuff i would have much rather liked if the shiny snom was pink
0: i know it's it's like some of the some of the shinies are so like you can't even tell they're shining like looks like slacking you can't even (laughs) tell gengar can't even tell what's the point you're not even <laughs> shiny. You're just a fake shiny. You're like a an Instagram filter, and you're in a Starbucks, and it's just a slightly opaque.
1: <laughs> I would actually love though a um, shiny Sylveon. because they're all blue instead of pink. Oh yeah,
0: that's super, cute. that's super. And I love their eyes. They're inverts as mm-hmm. well too, so the eyes are super cute. But uh, yeah. But it's it's been a game that has really brought back in like aspects that where i actually feel like i want to min max in x and y black and white and sun and moon i played those games i enjoyed the story but i did not 100 percent the decks and i did not feel like min maxing or playing competitively afterwards i feel like in this version it's accessible because there's different ways you can access it you can either a you can breed for it b you can do den hunting and dens give you high power stat pokemon the stars on the dens are the amount of perfect stats it has and then you can just grind it to level 100 and then you can hyper train it boom it, it it depends on how you want. there's more than one ways to skin a cat basically now and they've made it so accessible that people can actually enjoy the end game in a whole new way and i really appreciate that about what they've done but yep, god no. i can't wait for the next dlc because it's gonna have all the, the legendaries and that's gonna be so nice
1: it's gonna be in the snowy
0: area! <laughs> What's your hot take on the new uh, mythic that's coming out, the dark grass monkey? Uh, he looks like a lemur with no tail.
1: I have to refresh my memory. <laughs> <laughs> I've been so out of the loop, like it's embarrassing. It's really embarrassing.
0: Zarud. Oh, right. Yeah, Zarud. He looks.
1: Mixed feelings.
0: <laughs> I like the idea of having more. Like, we already have dark grass. I'm hoping his signature move will make up for his similarities to Shift Tree and Cacaturn. But. And also, it's another damn monkey. <laughs> what is with all these monkeys? But I've th- heard
1: something like this. Meow. <laughs> it's a purple cat.
0: <laughs> it, yeah. No, but... I'm
1: not I'm not the biggest fan, to be honest. It's it's i will it, catch it and stuff, obviously, but I'm probably not gonna have it in my party. I yeah. generally don't usually have legendaries or something like that in my party. There's a few there's been a few exceptions. Like I've had Bictini in my party, I've had Shaman in my party, um, but that's about it.
0: Yeah, I've really not, uh, I kind of, like, I used um, Suscanine back in Crystal because I became so attached to him in the story. Like, um, and that's been my thing with using legendaries is, am I attached (laughs) to using this because of the story and the bonding that I had with this Pokemon? And that's why, like, Cairo, I was really attached to, because that was, like, you know, it was an intense fight, and you're trying to de-escalate the end of the world, or, like... Mm -hmm. um, you know just different kind of like interactions you you have with um Bintinzi. he's a freebie but honestly his lore is just so cute i used him when I, when when Bintizzi was was offered out so so that was that was cute
1: for me the which pokemon i kind of attach to always makes a di- big difference if i've watched the the series like you know the anime because in the anime, you get to get to know the Pokémon at a different level, kind of.
0: True. And
1: I just... Yeah, like, I don't know. I just get more attached to them every single time. And I think that's um, one of the reasons I was so disappointed with um, Pokémon Journeys. <laughs> I don't know if you've watched it or not, but it's a, it's a waste of time. I'm not going to lie. It was just... It was... I don't know. I didn't like journeys at all, and they introduced Score Bunny. That's the only like new starter one that they introduced, and it was just sad. I, I was really looking to looking forward to actually getting to know the other starter Pokemon and their characteristics and stuff, and it just didn't do that. It was just so weak. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. No, I get it. Like the the anime is kind of gone. Well, it's a different crowd, so they're just trying to appeal to a different group of people who watch anime this time. You know, we're not in the the ages of, like, Cowboy Bebop anymore. We're in a whole new form of trash and territory with isekais for the damn otakus that want to buy products. With 13 seasons and 300 episodes, and then part two with the kid. <laughs> not calling out Naruto, but it might be calling out Naruto.
1: absolutely Still, never watched
0: it. <laughs> I watched season one, and I'm like, "Oh, they just killed the most interesting character. I'm done." So, <laughs> so
1: you're like, you're like funzy then. If they kill your in- most interesting character, you're just you're just done with it.
0: No, it just it, it just kind of sets the tone that this anime is going to treat things disposably. Therefore, um, I'm not going to be a fan of it. I I'm very selective with the trash I watch. Um. Whereas, like, like code
1: you call
0: it trash. Code consumes everything, and um, usually he runs a few episodes by, and then he'd be like, "Okay, you might like this one." And I'm like, "No, I like champagne in my garbage." <laughs> <laughs> like. He he, first started watching The Eighth Sun, just as a side, and I'm like, fine, I'll just watch it, because, like, I'm invested in making fun of it at this point, because it's so <laughs> easy to make fun of, and it's so easy to predict. <laughs> but, like, um, the only the only anime this season that I've been really, like, I have to watch this and I need more of it now has been um, A Sentence of a Bookworm and Food Wars. It's like, I need more of that.
1: <laughs> oh, I, have, I still haven't caught up to Food Wars. Food Wars is just, it's unique. Let's face it, Food Wars is unique. I like it.
0: It really, it really is. I know like the sexual humor can sometimes put people off, but like the story is, it's the right amount of trash to complex, and Mm -hmm. the style is fun, and the voice acting, at least, um, we don't, I don't get to watch dub. I only watch Sub, and the voice acting is good, So Makun's voice doesn't get on my nerves like in other animes with young boy heroes and stuff like that. So. Yeah, no, I
1: remember, um, we were in the UK and Funzy told me about this um, food wars um, thing where when they eat food they basically, um, you know, have orgasms. <laughs> so, I was like, um... Yeah. Excuse me? <laughs> And I was like, do you want to watch it? I was like, "Uh, ah, mm, I don't know. <laughs> and then we did watch it. And then I tried explaining it to my sister. And she was like, yeah, no.
0: <laughs> just, I don't even, I wouldn't even explain it that like. I'm like, it's like Iron Chef meets anime. And I would just let the meets anime kind of fill that part in. And just let whoever <laughs> I'm making suffer watch with it. Because honestly, like, just the first... Like, when you watch anime, you have to give it a three-episode rule. I, yes. I, I feel I, I, I feel like saying... Some people are like, oh, no, if you can't tell your story in one episode, I'm done. I'm like, no, just give it three. It's only three, six, nine, 90 minutes. And at the very least, you can say that you saw enough to know that it was too much trash for you. Like, oh, I... Like, I gave, if I had given, like, the other anime this season that came out was Darwin's Game. If I had only given Darwin's Game the one episode rule, I would not have watched it. I, I gave it the three rule, and I was, okay, you know what? I can hook. Because it's not as dark or edgy as uh, Tokyo Ghoul, but it, it it's campy enough that I can watch it. Like, it's got the nice blend of the two. So...
1: Listen, this is an anime, but um, I'm sure you've at least heard about it, Orange is the New Black. And I literally watched Orange is the New Black for five seasons, did not really enjoy it, but kept on continue watching it. Because in, I think, season six, um, there was something that I saw on a trailer that I was interested in. So I watched a whole five seasons for about three episodes in season six that I wanted to see.
0: (laughs) Oh my god, that's awesome.
1: That's how I am, like, that's how dedicated I am. When 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 I'm like, when I want to believe that something is an absolute shit, I will, uh, like, I will watch it and continue watching it until I get to the point where I've convinced myself, actually... It's not that bad if you look past like this huge list of things. It's the not that
0: giant bad. giant turd. <laughs> if you look exactly. past the giant turd, you know what a cat box isn't that bad.
1: <laughs> exactly. Fuzzy just shakes his head at me, but
0: I don't know. <laughs> but let's back, like, like, waiting back in the anime and Pokemon. Yes. Um, then Pokemon they dropped a bomb on us, honestly, with the direct this this month um with between the new release titles the cafe puzzle game normally i'm not a fan of puzzle games but i think that's going to be really a really cute time sinker like to play like when i'm commuting or like when i just am in between things like on the phone it's a definitely a good phone looking game or a mobile game in general so i'm excited it's on the
1: switch right now right I think I saw you can
0: preload. Stuff. You can preload it on the Switch, and you'll be able to play it on the phone as well too. I think it will be more touch-based controls will be more friendly with it than if playing it on the big screen. Um, in my opinion, from what it looks like, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be like a bother kind of like how most of their games are. But it's going to be super cute, and the fact that you can like customize your cafe and have different cafe people help you make. Teas and coffees is gonna be so That's cute. cute. That's gonna be cute That's as cute. hell. <laughs> um, and then the new toothbrushing game, which has been like super adorable to like in the sense of to get people who have teeth of aversions to brushing their teeth, children, non neurotypical people, and people who are just forgetful. So I, I, it's super cute. <laughs>
1: It's super cute, but they do need to really update it, like,
0: okay, so I've been
1: using it, obviously, because, yeah, um, (laughs) and, um, I have so far still, still only caught one Pokemon, Diglett, and it's just half the time it's saying that it can't see my toothbrush, or that I need to brush faster. And it's gotten to a point where I'm brushing so fast, because I'm trying to tell what the app tells me to do so I can catch a new freaking Pokemon, that um, I've, like, my, my, um, my gums are kind of really sensitive right now. Like, they're hurting. And last night I was like, I'm not using it right now, because this is insane. It's crazy that you need to have super like, photo studio lighting in your bathroom Mm -hmm. that you can use the app properly and that is something they really need to fix if they want to make this actually last
0: especially like if you're having kids use this they could probably hurt their gums with trying to like like imagine like brush harder brush faster and the kid's like yeah it's hurting my
1: yeah no right now if i had a kid right now i would not use that app
0: with my kid or if i used it with a kid i would i would be supervising them and be like no mm-hmm. slow down don't worry we'll catch the pokemon don't worry we'll get mm-hmm. it you know so but i think in a couple patches that it'll be worked out i love the concept i really appreciate nintendo's push towards healthy grooming habits because they have pokemon go they have t- pokemon brush a smile, excuse me, and then they're coming out with Pokemon Sleep. So these are all grooming mm-hmm. routines that you should be, you know, doing for yourself for a healthier yeah. lifestyle. And then you're also encouraging like these, these these gameplay games that are, you know, digestible. The Switch is mobile; you can share the living space between the TV or handheld kind of thing, so you can interact with your family. It's more, it is ultimately the it's family. Refreshing. It's very yeah. refreshing. Compared to other video games where like, if you're not playing this Apex League of Legends game every day of your life and dedicating over 12 hours a day, seven days a week, then you're a freaking scrub. And what are you doing with yourself? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, just let me play Switch for like three hours.
1: (laughs) Let me be a casual. Let me just enjoy it and not have to work in the in the game I'm trying to not work n- n- don't make me work in the game that I try to play to relax
0: and, you know and, and they do make min maxy hard aspects to these games for people who yeah. want that but you can still enjoy it and not feel like you have to do that
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's the right blend of accessibility and that's what makes them stand out and so much it's more enjoyable
1: like, you know the whole championship that you can enter in Pokemon Like I kind of want to try that one day I mean, go
0: for it. I recommend everybody to try it at least a couple of times because at least you get some like free fashion out of it.
1: I mean, I remember I tried it once the very first time and I was like, I've been playing Pokemon since I was six years old. This will be easy.
0: Uh...
1: <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I got smushed. I got smushed. I didn't even get past the first round. I was just like, my first battle smushed on out. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, so maybe, maybe all these other abilities do matter, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe all these other things that I always said, oh, these are bogus. All you have to do is just use damage abilities the whole time.
0: Oh my god, that is so... (laughs) Yep. But what's cool is they have the rental teams. And the rental teams have, um, kind of like easy to learn combos and setups. And that's the other reason why a sword and shield has been great in terms of accessing end game and learning how to complete and compete in player versus player. Player versus player in Pokemon is obviously going to be different than the PVE tactics. Um, PVE tactics, it's Dynamax early, blow everything, burn them out, and be done with it. And PvP, it's you know wait and see, see what you're going up against, pick your team out smart, try to have responses and play it out based on if you're playing solo or duos and it's been really great to see that they've been making these rental teams you can go in there in the the battle tower or you can go in there in the player versus player with these rental teams and just kind of get your feet wet and be like you know what this is cool i think i'm going to tweak this and breed this pokemon with these moves that kind of fit similar to this role as a setup pokemon or i'm going to make a sweeper pokemon and learning these terms and what they mean in terms of a, a team. Uh, dynam uh, group setting can help overall, like get you into it if you want to, kind of thing. If cool. not, then you didn't waste any time. It was just a rental, and you had you had your fun and said, "Okay, well, that's not for me." And the rental is cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I think I-, I definitely like that. um They made it like for the first time, really. Like I was really. I've really been interested in actually looking into all these, you know, creating perfect stats and all of that, which has never been something I've really looked into before. And I feel like Sword and Shield makes that really accessible to people Extremely. like me, you know?
0: Extremely. Um
1: Yeah, like, I've been playing Pokemon since I was six years old, but I've never done any of that.
0: Between, <laughs> like the dust like they made dusty not super easy they've made the breeding groups bigger so like you can breed like a skiddy with a whale lord um you know just th- they've funny made concept. it s- <laughs> it's funny but it's true <laughs> um so they've made it easier to like breed bend you can get different like breed moves and hidden abilities so it- they've made it so that You can be as casual as you want or as complex as you want in a way that is nice and i'm really excited to see as they continue to develop more of the game now the last pokemon announcement that i've been holding off on and i'm not sure if it was a favorite of yours growing up but they're releasing new snap i'm so hyped i have no words to express or animal noises or anything to insert in this part of the podcast but I'm so excited to see Pokemon Snap back on the radar.
1: <laughs> I have never played it.
0: Honestly, all you need to know is that it's a cute, fun, wander around, fuck around game and take pictures of cute animals in the wild.
1: Yeah, I saw I saw the trailer and stuff. I was like, oh my goodness, this looks so cute. I can't wait. I want to play this. I finally actually understood what made makes people so excited for it. However... What I'm a little bit worried about is that they clearly stated that all that pretty stuff that they showed in that trailer was not gameplay. I know. Which makes me worried that gameplay is going to be extremely limited.
0: Yeah, we don't know. the recent
1: game market, I feel like that's what we've come to expect. In all honesty, a lot of of expansions, a lot of remakes and so forth have been very limited lately. I don't know. Yeah. Even um, this is going a little bit off topic, but um, even this game that I've been absolutely loving, Fire Emblem Three Houses, love the game, love the story. But in terms of end game content, like once you finish the story, if there's anything, there's nothing. Literally, you finish the story, you can't even go back in. You just mm. restart the game, and that was to me. It's just, I've usually. I've never played like um, JRPG kind of games, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. It's, it's a JRPG tactics kind of game. Yeah. And I've never played those. This was. Uh, I've I've tried them here and there, but never liked them. This is the first one I've actually played through and enjoyed. I don't know. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know if that's normal for there not to be any end game, but that was very disappointing. And it's just it's kind of like lately with like remakes or expansions um, and stuff, that's exactly what it's been like. Like you do this tiny little thing and this tiny little thing is fun, but the rest is just bleh. (laughs) And that makes me very worried that they specifically pointed out that, oh no, this is not in game footage. And I'm like, I really hope that it's gonna be something like that because it looked really good
0: yeah i don't know uh because i think what they've been doing is they've been trying to like set up aesthetics so look at the difference of aesthetics like pokemon let's go has such a unique aesthetic and they did such a good job with it and they and they also did a good job with sword and shield to try to make it look more mainline with like x and y and sun and moon so I'm hoping with um let Pokemon Snap 2, I'm hoping that they're going to focus more on the overall atmosphere feel, since there's no mechanics other than take picture, you know, they should really focus on the environment.
1: <laughs> I think that's why I never got it when I was younger, because I was like, okay, so you just take pictures Pokemon.
0: And I think it it would be good for a lot of us to go back and download an emulator and stream it just nostalgia and refresher kind of thing. I'm kind of tempted to do that. Do it. Just to hang out in it and have some fun. Um, Because it is and I'm hoping that they release like um, one of my favorite um, streamers that I was watching earlier was talking about how that they wished they would take all of the older Pokemon games and re-release them on the Switch and put them in a pack for $100 and I would do that in a heartbeat. I would pay it. I would do it no questions asked 100 bucks all of the old games crystal sapphire ruby (sighs) emerald um, pearl diamond yellow all of those old games basically pre-ds games pack 100 bucks let's go come on nintendo take my money we'll do it
1: take my money i'll do it i'll give you my money i don't even care
0: (laughs) don't even care i'll play all of them because the, the biggest issue that we're running into right now is, um, unless you play Pokemon Go, there are mythic Pokemon that you will not have access to in these newer generations on the new generation switch. Because right now, like, for example, Jirachi, the only way to get Jirachi is if you played Stadium in a really weird way. And Pokemon Go, that's the only way you can get Jirachi without hacking. Stadium? Yeah. Stadium.
1: Like pokemon stadium yep wait they, they made they made, they,
0: they made a remake of that they didn't make a me remake of it but it's the only like if they make a remake of it they better make it so that you can get jirachi again because right now you, there's only two ways you can get him legit and otherwise you know you're sol so uh-huh. Like I wouldn't all the- mind
1: if they made a Pokemon Stadium remake. I really, really love Pokemon Stadium and all the little mini-games that it had and being in yeah. all the gyms and everything. I loved
0: it. And it would be really a cute way, especially if they make it online play, that you can play the mini-games with your friends online or at home.
1: I would 100% get that. I used to love Pokemon Stadium. My friends hated me for it because every day I'd be like, do you guys want to go play Pokemon Stadium? Yeah, yeah, let's go play Pokemon Stadium. They're just, they'll just be like Luna, please, can we do something else?
0: No, I want <laughs> to play like, the sushi no. game. I want to be the Lickitung and eat all the sushi. Leave me alone.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or the Rattata has to like jump over all the little hurdles and stuff. I don't know. I really like that game.
0: <laughs> or the, the pincer game where you cut things.
1: Oh my goodness, yes.
0: Uh. But still, oh well. Say la <laughs> <laughs> They have a lot of stuff that they can, uh that they can remix, and they could easily, you know, slap a price tag on it, and we are gonna definitely buy it because we're nerds. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
0: But, but Pokemon's got a lot of hype coming out for it. Been super excited about it. Super stoked to see it coming in the future. I hope they take their time with it. I don't care how long they take on Snap. I want it to just be good and you know, pandemic aside, take their damn time. Don't crunch it and, and let it be the game that we, we want it to be, you know? Mm-hmm. I'll just agree with that
1: because I've never played it. So, you know, I'll take your word for it. Just like with Animal Crossing. And
0: I mean, I mean, it didn't like, steer me wrong there. <laughs> I mean, ultimately like everybody's going to want a game that's polished and complete for, yeah, new, for sure. new people and old people. That have played their games before. Stop cutting corners, Nintendo. You're getting as bad as other people Uh out there, so. (laughs) We've got some standards. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody else. But uh, that leads us into talking about the next loves of our life. And that's Raymore. That's been a, a really successful launch in terms of like... Lots of people coming to relive Skyrim in mm-hmm. a different set of graphics. You know, selling Skyrim for the 70th time on oh, now. <laughs> Good job, Todd Howard.
1: But you know, they did such a fantastic job with it. They Honestly. Really you go in there and you're like, Yes, I'm in Skyrim. I'm but back. I'm also
0: but I'm also not in Skyrim and I'm underground yeah. with mushrooms. <laughs>
1: Blackreach? I've never I've never actually gone to Blackreach in um, Skyrim Skyrim. Oh really? Um, yeah, so seeing it in ESO was my very first time and oh my goodness. All oh, the pretty lights and the crystals and the glowy shrooms it's, and everything.
0: It's everything I've been complaining about that Zoss has been like, Zoss you cowards, use color palettes, expand your colors. Because I was literally like complaining. I wish there was a zone like Zengra Marsh from World of Warcraft. And and for those who have not played World of Warcraft, Zangra Marsh was a mushroom zone of neon colors in the Burning Crusade, which is their second expansion ever. Basically, the entire Burning Crusade was like a, a puke of neon greens, purples, pinks in every zone. Um, And the fact that Zoss is like most of the zones for me are brown, brown, brown. Oh, here's something green, black. And then you go to Blackreach and it's purple and everything else. And I'm like, finally. (laughs) Thank God.
1: I think that's one of the reasons I'm not the biggest fan of the desert-like areas in in ESO or in games in general. Because the palette is just, the color palette is just always so bland in desert-like areas. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, going back last chapter for a moment elsewhere, killer storyline. But in terms of terrain, it wasn't my favorite. It was, you know, all dusty, all brown, all... It was just... It didn't have a lot there for me. Um, But I love snow. (laughs) I love snow. And I love glowy things. So, hi!
0: (laughs) To uh, Elsewhere's credit, though, the scenery changes and the story pieces, the places that you can't go back to are absolutely gorgeous and amazing
1: oh
0: yeah um and and that's a downside with them that you can't go back to them you gotta enjoy them while you're in there so it's like i wish you could go back to like these different places mm-hmm. like like sotor has the same issue too where like there's these amazing scenes that you can go to but you can't go back to them once you finish the story <laughs> so oh well i hate when
1: that happens i took so many screenshots and also whenever we went to those like little the
0: way Restricted fits <laughs> Yes, exactly You gotta take the screenshots where you can And enjoy them while you got it kind of thing But yeah I've really Enjoyed a lot of um, Like I know in terms of PvP, ESO Is kind of failing the PvP community There's no way to Butter this up and make it positive But in terms of like PvE and build diversity? Antiquities has shook up things with the one-piece items and I feel like like a lot of these like new pieces in Kind of Aegis has kind of brought in heavy attack as well to not be frowned mm-hmm. upon as well. So that's been kind of nice. So there's at least a couple of options for builds now. It's not like the same copy pasta, Mother Sorrow, Burning Spellweave, Cry kind of thing. <laughs> So, at least there's that. No, I
1: I I like some new sets and the mythic items um are really cool as well. I'm I'm still trying to make oh, my like Catherine of Brutality work with my magic build. I'll get there. I'll get there. It'll work, I promise, eventually. I,
0: I just have to flat out get like I I need the I need some of the leads. Like that's been fun though is hunting down leads and watching yeah. my housing collection grow cuz I've never been really big into housing, but this says really wrangled me into because it has the one thing i like to do and that's flex i want this really (laughs) rare item that people can't get yes
1: look at me i've got the rare item
0: (laughs) i'm shiny and you can see it in my house and if you don't think i'm awesome then i'm gonna cry because my ego is fragile
1: (laughs) (laughs) but honestly i think um antiquities it's just it's fraught. it's somebody said this on twitter and i think it's so true it's done something that nothing has been able to do in ESO so far. And it's mm-hmm. really, to an extent, brought together the housing, the, the RP community, the PvP community, and the PvE community. Because suddenly, everybody is hunting the same thing. Yes. And it's so beautiful that, like, I don't know, I kind of really, really, I'm like, I do all three things I RP. Yeah. I, <laughs> i pvp and i PvE. i do all the things i'm i'm in all the things and all the pots you know and to me it's just such a beautiful thing to see that finally like all of them are just playing together and actually kind of playing nice for once you know what i mean because usually they're always against each other oh our peers don't have any idea of pve oh PvPers are are all trolls. Oh, PvEers are all wine babies. You know, it's like, come on, guys. Can we just chill and take a step back? But at the end of the day, it comes back to We're all humans, you know. And and just because there's one shitty person that you meet in PvP doesn't mean everybody's going to be that same shitty person. Shitty exactly. people exist in RP, in PvP, and in PvE. Believe it or not. <laughs>
0: it is it it is what it is and and that's but i feel like as conversations become more open so going back to the very beginning with current events we can start to groom and weed better communities people are starting to take the stand educate themselves and learn to communicate better and you can grow as a human being and be just because you grow as a human pre- being, though, doesn't mean that forgiveness is given to you by those you've hurt, but it means that you've gone better, and then that way your cycle ends, and you can try to move on from it, kind of thing. So, and it means that better communities are developing themselves out there. There are better options for people to be more comfortable and to try these things, kind of thing. So, and that's what I really appreciate about about these current times of conversations for gaming and for the world at large to become a kinder more understanding and communicative world and i really really after today (laughs) today has really touched me on a very deep level with our eso community how amazing we are as a community just and we're just talking about people on twitch and twitter Which is, Mm -hmm. like, a segment of a segment of a segment of the community. And I I have so much hope. And I'm so glad, just based off of these interactions these last few days. (laughs) And Uh, that's
1: just, that's something, I've not played a lot of MMOs and other directories and stuff. But, you know, I can, I, I, I... I've always got people coming over from other directories and saying, oh, wow, this is such a beautiful community compared to that and that and that. And my experience in the ESO community is just that uh, we're very supportive of one another. You know, mm-hmm. it's very much, we have this hashtag ESO fam on Twitter. And it's very much like that. It's, you know, um, somebody has a problem and everybody will rush over and try to help. Someone needs some support. People will give that support. They were just there, rather good or bad. And I think that's something super, super special.
0: Yeah. And I have appreciate that the most. So, And I feel like with Graymore bringing old and new faces in, mm-hmm. it's a good establishment. Like, segueing back into just the fact that Greymore has launched overall. Mm-hmm. And it launched during a pandemic. So you have to give it to. The team. they're
1: mm-hmm.
0: doing what they can in these from times. they've all from been home. working yep.
1: from home, yep.
0: Yep, that's insane. And it wasn't, like, the worst launch ever. I've seen some terrible launches in my times. Um, uh, me and Elden are always talking in your chat about Wildstar, but Wildstar was a flaming trash heap when it first launched. <laughs> and it stayed a flaming trash heap in its performance. But damn, did we love that game. <laughs> um...
1: I think Gramer had a rough first two, three days.
0: Yes, but they worked um, it out pretty quick.
1: But super quick, you know, and, and and I had some people come into my chat during those few, few days, and they were like, oh my god, Greymoor is so shit, oh, nothing's working, and then I'm like, yeah, but they're working on it, like, they're going to be taking on the servers to, like, fix these issues, so they're like, oh my god, they're taking none the servers again, I'm like, well, what do you want? Do you, do you want, want it fixed to be resolved? Or, like...
0: Exactly. It's just like, do you want it
1: fixed or do you not want it fixed yeah do you, do you, you want to play the game as intended or bored what what, what would you prefer?
0: <laughs> hmm. no,
1: but Greymore has been i've I've not done the storyline yet. I don't know if you have
0: no, I've actually yeah. been taking my time going through mm-hmm. mostly just antiquities and dailies, like I feel like <laughs> I don't know, it's weird.
1: And that's where, much like I said about Pokemon earlier, that's where Greymore has been so amazing as well. I remember when I first started ESO back in beta, you know, I just went into that world, and I just had such a big drive to, like, talk to every NPC, explore the land, look at every little nook and cranny. And that was, that's what has done for me again. Like, Fancy and I, we have literally, but I'm not streaming, gone onto our lobies and just... Explored like we didn't, we haven't done the main storyline yet, but we just do antiquities and we um go do the little side quests everywhere and we we talk to villagers even if there's no quest there and it there's just been so much to do in that sense like and and the world I don't know. I don't know, I'm I'm like gushing a little bit over here. I love Greymore. I think they did a fantastic job and I think it has been a long time coming because back when it was still a development a lot of people were like, Oh, um, so it's not gonna be like Skyrim Online. Oh, that's disappointing, you know? And it's still not Skyrim Online. It is still not Skyrim, it is a different game, it's an MMO and you have to take that into account when you go and buy it. But you you can't fully buy Greymore. And you will go in there and you will be able to have that nostalgic feel.
0: Yeah. And it's been the right blend of new and old and mm-hmm. mystique. And they've really, t- honestly, they've met, they've, they've really found a pacing with this new year long story thing. Because nothing feels random and everything feels like it's connected. So I really appreciate that the most about like Elsewhere was so great I had a story all year long I didn't feel like I had to rush around and I didn't feel confused why is this happening am I getting a Parryite update oh no it's just because they wanted to make a, a dungeon with Xeon. okay cool <laughs> <laughs> now we're just getting everything's connected because of a greater event happening in the world so it yeah. kind of gives like a, a sense of time of passage in mm-hmm. a very very real sense which is very cool which is kind of like uh, why I like Animal co- Crossing so much as well, because it has like a real life time passage feel to it as well, too.
1: Yeah. No, I'm, and and the one thing I've heard um, is that the story is super short. Yes. Um, that's the one thing I've heard. To which I say again, just like you said, it's a year-long story. Remember yeah. that it's a year-long story, and it's not the end yet. This is like.
0: This it's is just like the, the start of it. Break.
1: It's Plus, the season break. Exactly.
0: Know? Like, remember how short Elsewhere was by itself? And then you had to get um, Southern Elsewhere and even play the two dungeons that came out with yep. it. to get the rest of it. Plus the Wrathstone dungeons, what, which were the pre. So you had Wrathstone, then you had Elsewhere, and then you had the two other dungeons. Um, the Blood Vampire Khajiit one and the...
1: Bloom the, Greyfane, right?
0: Moongrave Fang and the with the the dragon with corruption in Grotwood. Um, What's that one called? I can't remember off the top of my head. Just because I've only <laughs> done it, I've I've done it enough times to know I don't need to farm it. <laughs> but um, and then and then they also gave us the expan- the chapter and the the mini story DLC that had no dungeon. It was just a, another place to grind in. Mm-hmm. So and that's what we're going to get with uh, Graymore as well too. So that's going to be fun to see as they explore more. We get more Lyris time. We've got old faces and new faces. Um I've really enjoyed some of the returning faces. I'm looking for my man um <laughs> right now. Um I found Narcissus um so far, but um I'm trying to find Rigert right now. And I ho- swear to... Brush. Yes. If Rigert isn't in Skyrim, I will be so mad. I will... I will... I will... Punch a phone. I'm not phone. sure,
1: but I think I might have... I don't know. This was really at night. I feel like I found him somewhere. Okay. In the side quest there. I'm not sure. That's don't f- hold me down to that. But like, I feel like I saw him somewhere.
0: I'm trying not to spoil myself by looking it up online. I no, just want to really. find it naturally. I want to find it on my own. And that's yes. what I've been enjoying so far is just been exploring it and finding things on my own. And that was so, so
1: amazing. So, um that, that's, a, that's that's so much fun finding finding old characters in these random areas that you didn't expect to see them or like well, you're kind of hoping that you're going to see them but you're not fully like knowing that they're going to be there. Mm. Um like in elsewhere. Um I don't know if I should say spoiler. I mean, if you have none elsewhere, it's going to be a spoiler. Um, um, you can actually um, find one of the old characters, Roz, from oh. Mary Dominion, you know? Yep. And I was like, I started in Mary Dominion, originally, <laughs> back in beta. So when I saw Roz, I was like, oh, I, I squealed so hard and fun so it was like are you okay <laughs> i'm like i am great <laughs> i found Raz, and we got to explore a little bit of backstory from him and where he came from and that yep. was i love that so much that is hands down from all the elsewhere things i mean part from main story probably my favorite thing i haven't done the Jacarn yet i've still not done the Jacarn
0: yet because i'm scared the jacarn, the, of it the Jakarn oh, is worth it it's good i've it... done the i've done the Jacarn. honestly like and i didn't finish my dominion quests but i had enough t- I, I had a taste of raz in the dominion quests i'm still not done with my Cadwill's gold i'm done with my silver i'm like 60 percent done with my gold which is dominion for me because i started packed um and then you know of course we get introduced very heavily with raz in somerset with the somerset storyline which is cool so seeing him pop up and elsewhere while he was still fresh for us in Somerset from for those of us who did not start pre One Tamriel and having to go through like the normal One Tamriel stuff. Okay, but um, it was just nice to be able to get that, what is it like, slice of life feel like you said we're saying of Raz. It's nice to get more slice of life in these quests, and I hope we see more slice of life in uh future quests that are coming out you know because like yes the background of ESO's timeline is a war the background of ESO is a time of strife but give me some slice of life I want my beach episode anime stuff come on let's go with the filler
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's actually something that I would love to see in Cyrodiil um yes some more quest things I know it's gonna be a little bit hard um, because it's a PvP area, but right now in Cyrodiil, you don't really have anything that really teaches you about the zone and It's lore and, and so forth, you know mm-hmm. we've got like in, in mainland Tamriel, we've got so many like little quests that teach us about what happened here Long ago or why this is like that and this is like this and so forth and we don't have that in Cyrodiil at all We've just got all these random dailies everywhere and I would just love for Cyrodiil to have more life like that. I know it would be very hard for people to go in that don't PvP for sure. Um, but I don't know. I think it would make Cyrodiil a lot more interesting. Personally. I don't know if you feel the same way. I feel
0: the same way. I feel like having a non PvP Imperial adjacent zone would be good. Because so we got a mm-hmm. taste of the old Empire in. Um, And we saw what the old Empire and some of its more oppressive regime-like behaviors, what they did to the dissidents of Black Marsh. Um, We got to even see pre-Empire, like the Alessian startup in the the DC zones, which I was nerding out over. And the fact that they have Alessian statue now in Antiquities. Oh my god! So... (laughs) My my little imperial heart can't take all of this good goodness. So I I really would love it like if they released, like a Nubbinay Valley area or black Mm -hmm. or something like that. Yeah, because like there there's sections like White Gold Tower in itself is a is a dungeon, and you get a, a bit of a story of what what's going on there in terms of like the chains have already dropped, and you have to stop you know, Molek ball from being Molek ball. And then you also get Imperial city sewers. And this is all like established after the chains have dropped and the badness that's going on on the inside. And you can try to do the quests in Cyrodiil, but with mid here mayhem happening literally this week, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> um, no, not right now. <laughs> and it's not, it's not a very cohesive storyline and it's not a very cohesive sense of world building like the other zones are honestly a lot of the older zones don't flow as well as like they they have unique standalone stories like deshawn's storyline and stonefall's main storyline fantastic but their side quests and everything don't even relate they're all random whereas like if you go into like the newer zones from Vardenfell forward all of the side storylines feel like they belong in this zone they belong together and it feels like it, they really focused on the world building aspect of how quests and npcs affect each other
1: i feel like on the old world my favorite one with cohesiveness is probably the dc side of it
0: yes dc um, has the best cohesion actually i was gonna say Rip Inspire.
1: oh my god Inspire, Hello, oh, man. best best og story area ever <laughs>
0: Seriously, if you guys have not done Rivenspire, you're missing out. Please do Rivenspire before you do Skyrim. Yes. <laughs> Please. Please. You'll do yeah, yourself a favor. Skyrim
1: will have such such a bigger effect on you if you do Rivenspire first.
0: Please do this. It It is one of the top five zones for me in terms of pre-vardenfell zones because of the way it impacted me storyline wise
1: yeah
0: also i i don't know i i I still go back to stone falls because Holgum was such a cool ass character
1: you know what you're gonna hate me what not like the ep side at all
0: east march was a weak zone rifton was a weak zone um S- Shadow i was excited was for in East march
1: because of the snow super disappointed because of the story. <laughs> it
0: it had some good aspects like you got to see um the rise of the skald king and the strife with his family and you got some hints mm-hmm. about western skyrim and you got to go into nord's afterlife space which was kind of cool mm-hmm. but um it was beyond that unless you really like nord culture it was weak Riften, also weak, no thieves, nothing, just zombies, and um, DC being dicks to to us in there. Um, and Shadowfin, because of its inability to be transversed like a sane person, much like any of the Dominion Zones, was a pain in the butt to enjoy the storyline. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, I don't remember much of EP. I didn't, it was, it just seemed,
1: it didn't click with me.
0: Stonefalls ah, is probably sorry. my best. I would say Stonefalls Stone Stone is Stonefalls is the best. You get to get some really strong characters, and then you go, "Dang!" at the end, and you feel really bad. <laughs> um, Deshawn's kind of cool, um, but and you get to work with all Malexia, which is really cool because you get to work with a living god. So you could do Deshawn, Vardenfell, and Clockwork City, and have done all three of the Dick. Head gods, you know? <laughs> and then I you want to. want
1: that outfit, by the way. You know? I want the amalexia outfit on the
0: crown star Oh, yeah. Come on. Come on, Zus. Let, <laughs> let us have our titties up.
1: <laughs>
0: I want to see what it looks like on a guy.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: that'd be glorious. That would be hilarious. <laughs> but yeah. Anything else you're excited for in the coming few weeks?
1: Um, I I don't know. <laughs> you know. Like I said, I I don't know what's wrong with me. I've been like in such I've been like in my own little bubble lately, and just completely oblivious to things that are happening around me. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I get again that again that phase like once or twice a year where I'm just in this bubble, and um, it's. It's just I don't know. I have no idea what's coming, what's happening. If there's anything exciting happening that I want to be excited about, if not, I'm right now. I want to do. Uh, I want to finish my Pokemon Armor Island thing.
0: Oh yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely I'm right
1: excited on. To see what else that has.
0: Hopeful. I'm <laughs> excited for the rest of like you know Pokemon to come out, and the definitely uh-huh. the rest of Greymore to come out. Uh... I got my eyes on you, Cyberpunk Two Thousand Seventy-Seven. Can't wait for you. That's You're gonna... been
1: delayed again, hasn't
0: it? Yeah, it's been delayed again, but I don't care. Yep. Uh I'm ex- I'm excited for you. Um,
1: Honestly, I... at this point, I'm all pro delays. Like
0: one hundred percent pro delays. Just pro give delays. us a... just, pro just delays. Just
1: give us a really good game. Delay Be... as much as you want.
0: Delay as much as you want. Don't bring yourself out, and please take care of yourself and unionize. <laughs>
1: Yes. <laughs> um, but I know Fonz is really excited for a cyberpunk as well. For me, it's not really my thing. Oh, no! What? I know a thing that I'm really excited for, actually. What? Horizon Zero Dawn on oh, PC.
0: Oh, yeah. That's going to be so good. And everyone's going to be replaying it. So I'm I've so never played brilliant. it. I'm. I'm so gonna watch it. It's not my bag to play, but I'm definitely excited to watch it because it looks like it's a good storyline.
1: And I've never finished it. I have never. I have it on PS4, but I've never finished a game because I. It's it's one of those games that like you don't want it to be done. So because I don't want it to be done, I don't finish it. So that it's technically not done. You know, the story isn't over until I finish the story.
0: Exactly. So, honestly, and it's definitely probably one of those games that it's better to have your stream with you, hanging out with you, to, to help you go between the plots, though. So.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm excited for it. That's something that I'm very, very excited for, and I will get it the second I can get it.
0: Absolutely. But it's been good getting back to you, getting back with the podcast, having a great time.
1: I feel like we've been trying to get back to the podcast for so long. Right. And it's always either been something on your end or something on my end. And sometimes it's on both ends. And it's like, please, please, just let
0: us. Let just, us return. Just let it happen. You know, so we'll be back in this again on the 7th of July. Then? Yes. With our every other week Tuesday. But thank you once more for being my friend and hanging out and talking about video games and shit with me. So. oh my
1: goodness are you me? I love doing this thank you so much for having me
0: but um I hope to see and hear all our beautiful viewers we're on anchor.fm or anywhere else that you like to listen to your podcasts